I'm not in the marble. <laughs> Good evening, bowlers. Welcome to the 26th episode of A Step Back. Your host, Leon Tompkins, my main man, uh, Jacob Moses. And we're here to you live tonight to uh, break down, continue the playoffs in the league. And I mean, they did continue, so that's, you know, good for them. But, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good weekend and whatnot. Uh, how how you feeling tonight, brother? I'm good. I'm good. It was nice for you to come up, show the family. It was nice. Um, it's back to, back to the grind now. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, back to the grind, man. But um, I, I enjoyed my stay up there, man. You, you and your wife were, you know, gracious hosts. You know, I, it was it was real cool. I wish I, wish I could have stayed longer, but you know, that that grind, that money calls, and um, sure. it, I, I definitely had a had a great time, man. Glad you did. It was fun. Let's do it again. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um. You know, so the last time we we left off, the league had boycotted their games. They more or less postponed a good number of their playoff games for two, three days. And we were wondering when they would come back. Uh, turns out they missed about three days. Uh, MLB followed suit. NHL followed suit. I'm shocked about that. Uh, WNBA, they stopped few games um you know so what was it like to miss some games uh over the those few days um it was actually it was refreshing to see that they actually pulled through with it because i really didn't think they would do it um for them to just you know take a stance for that and like listen we're not playing and i think that was just i'll call that a warning shot yeah all right, let's see, you know, if it happens again, let's see what they really do and if they're about it. But, you know, it's it wasn't really surprising. Because after a while, you got you to gotta be about that action. Both. Yeah. But. Yeah, you're definitely right. I, um, they consider it a warning shot, you know, figure they, they know their power. And I, I guess it came out that they really, the Lakers and the Clippers really came to blows that they were going to just uh, leave for the rest of the playoffs that they were, everyone else wanted to keep playing. And who else but Patrick Beverly had some, uh, had some things to say. But, you know, I personally thought they would have suspended it for a later date um, if they were completely about like their actions. But Looking back on it, this is the platform they needed. In order to do that, they had to play games. So it, it's kind of a catch-22. So, I mean, I, I'm glad they got their message out. They know what their power is. And so far, they, they've made some uh, progress as far as uh, many of the teams using their arenas as voting uh, voting venues, mm-hmm. as, as well as the Nets. They gave about... Uh, 50 million uh, to black communities in Brooklyn. Yeah, I know the MSG is using it as well as a voting voting station, which is good. I'm not sure about the money they gave. Um, we'll see. Um, you, what, 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 four billion? You better be giving up something, Dolan. 
Yeah, at least he at least he made a comment this time. No, I'm shocked. He probably had it pre-done, you know, just in case this happens again, guys. We'll be ready. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll see. I don't trust that guy. Yeah, it, it, it it's hard to uh, it's hard to get behind them, but you know, something is better than nothing. So hopefully we we won't have to go through this again. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, I guess we'll have to see for a later date. Uh, over the weekend, uh, Brandon Ingram, also named Most Improved Player. Um, glad we finally got one of my predictions right. So, oh, <laughs> very good call. I mean, he deserved it. He, you know, he started to be a little question mark coming, you know, off the Lakers, and he got to New Orleans, and he was featured as the main guy for a while. You know, he looked like one of the best players in the league, and. It was great to see. I still think he needs to bulk up a little bit, but he showed out. I mean, passing the ball, rebounding, scoring, and yeah, it was actually great. Yeah, he he really did show out in the beginning of the season before Zion uh, uh, came back and proved he can be the feature guy. Um, I know he's a restricted free agent coming up, so I'm almost certain this helps his cause getting a uh, a pay raise. So that that's definitely definitely helpful for him. I know a lot of teams are gonna be after him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's he's going back. I can see him they're matching any offer that he receives. There's there's no way. He's too young, too talented. It's it's not happening. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, also got some sad news. Uh, Kind of the, the basketball world really, really took a hard one um, mm-hmm. over these past few days. Uh, you know, legendary coach Lou Olson uh, over in Arizona uh, passed away on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, big name, big time head coach over in Arizona really put their college team on the uh, college program on the map. Big time. Um, yeah, known as point guard U. <laughs> Stacks, you know, yeah. definitely what Bibby Wolf went there. Stoudemire. Stoudemire, yep. Jason uh, Terry. Jason Terry, yep, there you go. I mean, and uh, Gilbert Arenas. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, they won the national title in 97. I mean, he had like, what, 11 or 12 pack titles and freaking that. That freaking organization was in shambles. That's another one. Was in shambles. Mm-hmm. But when he got there, it was just 23 straight tournaments, and so that all went from nothing to something. That's that's what you want to see in a program, man. That's definitely sad, man. It's had a great record: 589, 187 losses. I mean, RP to him, man. Yeah, it, it's really a rough blow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got Cliff Robinson, sharpshooter, 18 years in the league, played for your Nets, most notably Portland. I mean, just 53 years old, you know, fuck cancer, and that that that's it's a bitch. But um, great player. I mean, Stephen Jackson posted up on social media. <laughs> it was a funny story. He, I guess he looked at him. He's like, you know, you smoke weed. <laughs> and then he kind of <laughs> because he saw his lips and he kind of. That's where you get the whole Uncle Cliff from. 
he like took him under his wing, and it, it was pretty. It was an awesome story. If you, if you follow Peter Jackson, definitely get on and look at that one. Now <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, man, Uncle Cliff really. Um, that moniker really stick and the, and the headband. This is his, his signature. And you're right. He he finished his career on the Nets, uh, like you say, most notably on Portland. But he, he did win six man of the year in Portland. Went to a couple all um, all star appearances. Um, solid player in the league. You know, well traveled veteran. Going to be missed in the basketball community as well as as um, uh, and his family. So uh, condolences to his family and and to friends. Yeah, and and then um. Number one, and not particularly in the basketball world, but, you know, he had an impact throughout uh, really sports and, as well as pop culture, uh, chat with Bozeman. Um, didn't, yep, didn't realize he was suffering through colon cancer, filmed Black Panther with it, and and just really persevered and, and, and made a difference. He, but you turned into a real life superhero. You did. I mean, just watching how they speak of him, how highly most of the players thought you saw him at, you know, Oladipo put on a Black Panther mask for him and performed the dunk at. I mean, you just saw everybody respected him. There was not one bad thing you could say about that guy, even Michael B. Jordan, you know, through all the arguments. And that's just being, you know, a brother, you know, working together, going through everything. And, it's just crazy how just he kept it. He kept it quiet. He didn't want anybody to know about his family, and it's commendable for what he done. Just great actor. Forty two, of course. You know James Brown, Marshall, mm-hmm. um, Black Panther. I've never seen. I gotta see Black Panther. You know I don't. Get yep. Black Panther, but it's just uh, not a Marvel guy. But I'll kind of I'll push it to the side. Just definitely see that movie. Um, but yeah, it's definitely sad, man. Yeah. That that movie um, I've seen I've seen twice now. You know you could say all oh, you want, well, you know, of all the superheroes or whatnot, but watching an all-black cast um, with a featured black superhero, I mean, the movie was great in itself, but it, it just elevated that the fact that you know I guess considering all the times we we're going through, and Bozeman was just the perfect uh, perfect lead man for it because he took that role. Mm-hmm. And took it off camera as well as you can see um, through the premieres and whatnot, and all the uh, kids and uh, people he affected, knowing the significance of that role. So it it, it just it just led to uh, it, it's real heartbreak. Absolutely, thank you, James, for letting me know my volume was actually low. Uh-oh. I got it now. I pulled it down. That's what it was. You hear me better? Yeah, yeah, you good? Okay, yeah, my bad. Yeah, I had to pull it down. Um, it's definitely sad uh, something like this will happen for somebody so young, man, 43. That's, that's just that's crazy, man. That's not a full life. You never want to see somebody go, especially of the impact he had. And just, yeah, man. Yeah, it, it's real tough. Um, you know, condolences to his family as well, who will sorely be missed. I believe he also has another uh, movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pretty soon, uh, would be on Netflix. I'm not entirely sure. Five Bloods, but... or, Five Bloods or something like that. What's oh that? no, that, that's out already. No, he has he has okay. another one. Has another oh one okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, 
we'll, we'll definitely keep thinking about them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Thompson, uh, whose birthday yeah. would have been would have been today, would have turned seventy nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, passed away on Monday. Um, longtime Georgetown coach. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just you you look at coaches, and you look at the the, the in the college rank. Many just mm-hmm. you know are there for to, to elevate you to the NBA and look out for mm-hmm. their their self-interest. But it seems as if John Thompson was different than most. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure, man. It's He basically, he was one of those coaches that actually cared about what happened on the court, off the court. I mean, just so many stories because my friend Chris, you know, we're going to try to get him on. He's like the biggest Georgetown fan. He actually got like me, like, Five, like I said, five years ago, he actually told me, you know, what it was about and what it did for the culture about something about Georgetown, basically, you know, turning the predominantly all-white school to pretty much all black, all their players. And that's how he recruited, you know, that's how he got the Ewans, you know, AIs, Mornings, Matumbos, four Hall of Famers. And he just, he put a stamp on the school, like you said, our culture and that's what it was about, man. It just he goes in '72, you know, pretty much non-existent, you know, through the '80s powerhouse, and you know, everybody knows about the Biggies. And if you read up on it, how you know tough it was to actually win in there. They were just the toughest team. And then also for he was before his time when it came to social injustice because the whole Prop 42 thing when he walked out against Boston College and because he felt that it targeted black athletes and he wasn't about that. He was like, no, you're not going to do this, you know, to my guys, knowing what it would probably do to their, you know, it was already kids coming from hard enough times to try to make it just by, you know, playing basketball and you do something like that. It's pretty tough. But um, that guy definitely, he opened my eyes on a lot of things, man. And for that, that's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, looking back, you can see a lot of the players saying, yeah, he coached me, but he saved my life. You know, you look mm-hmm. at Iverson and, and the rough uh, upbringing he had. You look at uh, Ewing and uh, Matumbo coming from another country, you know, and he had the story where he missed a class, but he forgot mm-hmm. to tell his uh, basketball program. And Thompson, as a prank, had a one had a one way ticket for him back to con to the Congo, and mm-hmm. Matumbo said he never missed a class afterwards. So mm-hmm. he drove work ethic. He drove. Uh, he instilled values, and he was different than any other coach. He cared about his players um, on and off the court because basketball there has to be life after it, and mm-hmm. you won't find many who who cares. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's incredibly special, even more so as an African-American coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 97% rate of his four-year, you know, four-year athletes, 97% of them graduated college. That That's what it's all about. Like I was talking, that's why I'm a fan right there for what he did. And I love coaches like that. Like you, for you, 
for one of the biggest drug dealers in D.C. to always be at the games. And you call him in your office and like, listen, stay the fuck away from my players. And if, mm-hmm. for him to hold that much weight, he stayed away from them. I, man, how can you not like appreciate that, man? It, it's man, that's definitely that's a big loss, man. That's it really real is real big. Um, you know, and, and I also didn't know which I learned earlier in the week when in the group, uh, mm-hmm. thanks to Robert, uh, mm-hmm. that he was he was the backup to Bill Russell mm-hmm. uh, for two years. As well as uh, I remember him in the booth over at TNT, and he always he always did a wonderful job because you know his basketball knowledge is top notch, and mm-hmm. his his insight as well as uh, personality um, really instilled through the broadcast. But mm-hmm. Coulson was legendary. He's a legendary person, and all, all the players that played under him were all choked up um, upon winning mm-hmm. this loss. Yeah, for sure, man. He just he touched a lot of lives, and you listen to Junkyard Dog. He was talking about it how he just he instilled such a work ethic in you, and he made you want to succeed. And you you're not gonna like you said you're just not gonna find that with the many coaches. All they care about is you know getting you into the program, into the NBA, but they don't really give a damn what you do outside the court or off the court. Excuse me, but. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of it's one of a kind, man. It's definitely special. Yeah, I mean, you look at AI and his uh, Hall of Fame induction. I mean, mm-hmm. who else do you have up there but John Thompson? So it, mm-hmm. it it's just fitting to go, for, to follow along for the ride and reach the end. Um, and have still have the same uh, people there with you is is really, uh, really touching. Definitely. Yeah, he's definitely going to be missed and, uh, you know, condolences to his family and uh, mm-hmm. his friends as well. And he has a son, right? Uh, John Thomas. Yeah, III. oh, yeah. I forgot. I heard. Mm-hmm. I, he coached I, I right, Yeah, I, I remember that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely, yeah. it's, man, Towels off, man. Yeah, and uh, big props to uh, Big John. Um, definitely going to be missed and, uh, and well respected by his rivals. Um, thank you, Pete, coming on. Uh, he, apparently, he's a big uh, Syracuse fan. Um, uh, thank you for tuning in, uh, Syracuse fan. You know, you know that Big East back in the day, and to gain the mm-hmm. respect from various uh, schools, St. John's, uh, Villanova, uh, Syracuse. I mean, you you have to be pulling some weight. Mhm. That's for sure. Big man whisper. <laughs> yeah. Man. Good. You, you. Yeah, man. You mentioned uh, uh, your friend Chris, a big uh, Hoya fan. Um, big time. Uh, how how big of a fan you know does he? Um. How how much did Thompson play into his uh into his life? Big time. I mean, like, he seriously, like, when I first met him, you know, I noticed all his Georgetown stuff. Like I said, you know, I'm a Nick fan. He had a picture of Ewing. Like, he had a few pictures of Ewing, Matumbo, and Morning. Like, at the, I want to say the 97 All-Star game, he had a picture. And I asked him about it. He's like, man, you still know. <laughs> One of the biggest Georgetown <laughs> fans, like, ever. 
and he used to coach. That's what I found out too. And that's how he basically everything, you know, John Thompson did, he did how he elevated those kids to what it needed to be. And he held them to a standard, especially on the court and off the court. That's what he did. And it was pretty much awesome to see because in here, and then he sat me down one day like Jacob, because, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm fairly a Duke fan, and then he just told me, like, listen, you really understand what he did for our program, for our people. And I'm like, you know, I heard about it. Because, like I said, usually you watch TV, you saw, like, the big games. Like, dude, I never really saw Georgetown. And he said, basically, you know, I read up on some things. And, like I said, I never forgot it. And then I'm like, wow, he really did a lot for our people. And I was like, man, that that's something. I don't really want to be a fan of that. And... But yeah, he even has tapes for like the biggies from like <laughs> the 80s, the 90s. Like he's still, I'm going to hopefully, you know, one of these days I'll, I'm told him I'm going to sit down and watch him because I really want to get into those old biggies battles because you know me, I'm a big defensive person. I love defense. Yeah. I love the whole grind of getting in somebody's face and the whole Hoya paranoia thing. And they had people scared to go play him because they were that rough and tough, but just, like I said, going back to Chris, meeting him, it, it was pretty amazing to see somebody that dedicated to this team. And he took his mindset, you know, basically John Thompson's mindset, he used it as zone, and he, he put it towards every portion of his life. And I definitely appreciate that because, you know, it's not a lot of, you know, the black population up here isn't, you know, that big, as you know. Yeah. And to get that to sit down from somebody, you know, another, you know, an elder, and I like to listen. Anybody you have knowledge, I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to take it all in. It's not, I'm never going to disregard what you tell me. And that's how I've always been. But if you sat down and talked to him and about this stuff, you would be like, wow, this is a good guy. But shout out to Chris, man. I, like I said, yeah, it's thank you for all that knowledge. Yeah, man. Thanks, Chris. Uh, thank you, John Thompson. You, you know, molded lives on and off the court and you inspired others. Uh, with your work ethic just to be um, like you. And I, I know it's a hard, he took it really hard, the big loss. And, um, you know, like, you know, the time he was all nonsense. It, it's, it is what it is, but um, um yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but shout out to Chris, shout out to John Thompson. And, you know, we'll keep this thing moving. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, with the return of the playoffs led the return of the Lakers. Um, they were on a hot streak coming in. AD and LeBron, they stormed out of their meeting, but they came back on the court hard. Willard left the uh, series, uh, bad right knee, uh, down 3-1. You know, it more or less spelled the end of the Blazers. Um, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, my man did the dance, and that was his exit out. You know, exit stage right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Lakers wrapped that up in five. CJ played well, but they didn't have the weapons to uh, keep up with the Lakers. Lakers decided they wanted to play some defense, and LeBron and AD turned on their playoff game faces. So they clinched last Saturday. Uh, now they're on a long layoff for game one, uh, awaiting the Rockets and Thunder matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
what do you make of uh, the Blazers' run? Um, it was great. I mean, Dame Lillard basically came in and said, we didn't come here not to make the playoffs. And he that's exactly what they did. You know, the bubble MVP, he, him, McCollum, Melo, they, I mean, especially him, he willed that team to where they were. And it was an amazing run. You can't take anything away from him. But, you know, the Lakers are too strong. It, this, this is, we knew, you know, that they were going to give him trouble. But they did for the, you know, first game. You're like, okay. But then the Lakers just said, wait a minute. We still, yeah. we still LA. <laughs> I'm still LeBron. I'm still AD. <laughs> he almost <laughs> forgot. But yeah, the, man, luck runs out sometimes. And it, it did. It sucks, but better team won. Yeah. Um, like, like you said, the, uh, Big news of um, Lillard really, really hurt the series. Oh, excuse me. Um, but who really surprised me in the series was Melo. Um, came back with all the uh, proving people wrong. Had a strong game five. I think he ended up with 27 points. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think Melo has one more year left in him? I think I do, but um, I just got some news that uh, I hate to, it's going to be a little crossover, but Tom Siva passed away. Like, whoa. Gee. Wow. This 2020 just got to go, man. That, that's wild. Um, RIP to Tom Siva. You know, me as a Met fan, that's that's a legend. That's the best pitcher in our franchise. That's crazy. But, um, yeah, but back to Melo. But, yeah, Melo, I think he has more – Left. I think he has two or three years. I hope he has two or three, maybe four years left in him, man. Um, I want to see him get 30,000. I, I really do. And I think he can. He has. He kept himself in shape. I want to see him back in New York, you know, just to, to see that swan song in there. But I can see him going back to Portland because they had such a great run. You And you put a whole season on that, you never know. But always been a Bellow supporter. And down with him, I, I just never doubt that dude. When he got blackballed, you know, yeah. he, he worked his way back and got 25K. And, yeah, he definitely – he'll be back. Yeah, um, most definitely. You know, you just mentioned the passing of Tom Seaver. And, you know, I'm I'm no Mets fan. I know you are. And I know how big he is for the organization. Like, Tom's terrific. Like, the guy – and you know, you throw this whole year away because this has just been trash. And this ain't, this ain't it. <laughs> um, I, I do know he was, he was supposed to get a statue in front of City Field. Yes, right? yeah, yeah. They were planning on it. But this is wow, <sighs> fucking crazy, man. This is wow. I yeah, I'm actually fucking speechless, man. This, this yeah. is crazy. Like I, I've never seen him pitch, obviously, but you know, watching all the video and the highlights and all, um, to know what one man can mean to an organization such as he did to them, and for him not to live long enough to see his, his statue go up is a crime against the Mets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's crazy. My grandfather always told me like how good he was, like you talk about just top notch guy. 
that's going to give you seven, eight. When we talk about, you know, the pitches today, I remember when CB used to go eight, seven, eight, and there's no problems, and I hear it all the time. Yeah. Going. But it's, I, wow, man, that, I, I'm really fucking speechless right now. That, yeah, 2020 in it, y'all. <laughs> this shit no, is, man, this is out of this hand. Is really, yeah, this is really trash, man. Wow. Um, I, I know we got a bit off topic there, but, you know, I, you know, something like that happens. You, you just got to, you know, roll with the punches. And I, I know over, I know those guys over at uh, Baseball Life, Don City, are gonna, really going to touch on that on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not over in Baseball Life, you can easily go on in and check out their podcast, Don City, on Mondays, uh, 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just, it's rough, man. But, wow. Yeah. Back to these playoffs, I guess. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Back to yeah, back to the Blazers. Um, Mello, back to the Knicks. You know, it would be a nice fit for them. You know, really a veteran guy leading these youngsters. But you just hope it's not the Mello of old trying to get his FDAs up, realizing that he's a veteran, trying to pass the knowledge on to the younger uh, to the young uh, squad. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, I'm not sure if he's ready for that or if he wants to try to win now, get his mm-hmm. ring, and stay over in Portland. But, mm-hmm. you know, wh- whatever he decides, uh, you know, I'm cool with. Uh, I'm just glad he was able to prove a lot of those people wrong. Absolutely. Omelo apology. <laughs> but, yes, uh, I want to see him come back for at least two or three years because 30000 is, man, that's attainable for him. It definitely yeah. is. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, Trevor Ariza, most recently in the news for apparently a child abuse case. You know, all the details are a bit murky, but you, you know how those cases go. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, I guess it's a custody battle. So I know Ariza left the bubble. To, he just he, he decided to opt out to spend more time with his kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to have this pop up, it's just a bad look. Yeah, really bad look. Um, I mean, they obviously could use them against the Lakers, but yeah, that happens. It's a bad look. For sure, man. But you just don't—you can't get yourself caught up in that kind of stuff, man. I, I understand, you know, me as a parent. Yes, it gets tough, but there, there's—you know—I'm all for you know disciplining kids, but there's something called it's a little bit too much. You know, you can go overboard, mm-hmm. and you can't—you can't get caught up in that, especially now what's going on. You're trying to raise awareness for one thing. And then you do something like this, and then just you just can't, man. It's, ah, jeez. Yeah, to have the card stacked against you uh, is bad enough, but it's just compounding the issue. I mean, I hope it's not true. I just hope it's you know a bunch of uh, you know court procedural nonsense and hearsay. But you know, I, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll find out later on. But yeah, Trevor Reza is caught in that. And uh, the Lakers, like I said, with a long layoff, uh, awaiting the Rockets Thunders uh, game seven in about, you know, half hour, 45 minutes or so. Who would you like to see the Lakers face? Oh, firepower wise, Houston. Mm -hmm. I think they can kind of run up the court with them. And OKC, they... They would be interesting to see that little, you know, the young legs going against them and the CP3 
kind of leading them, but I want to see Houston because I think they would give a better fight because just because of their system that they run. Because the Lakers pretty much they pretty much got up and down the court. I've never seen LA run like that before. And yeah, I would say Houston. I think they match up a lot better, you know, with Harden and Russell, LeBron, AD, and but we really would have been see. This is the part part where I think they're gonna miss Capello though, because him. You put him on this squad now. You got your rim protector. But now, PJ Tucker, once again, tough player. But how much can he do? You know, what is he going to do with Howard? What is he going to do with McGee? You know, AD, he's not going to do anything with AD. <laughs> like, it's not. Yeah. They have no size, man. <laughs> and, and, it, and it's even not so much a size. Like, AD and Dwight are capable defenders. It's not like, you know, mm-hmm. they're like slow big men who can't get out to the three-point line and then recover back mm-hmm. to block a shot. So Houston's going to have to really rely on their sketchy, their hot and cold three-point shooting, or, you know, to have Harden just be a all-world MVP, turn into superhero type deal in order to beat the Lakers. I, I think it's mm-hmm. a... I think it's a bad matchup uh, for Houston. Uh, you look at OKC, Chris Paul, and his wits, his IQ might be able to win them about maybe one, two games. Mm-hmm. Two games if they're lucky. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't think they have the firepower, but I think they have a better chance than Houston would. Okay. I feel that. Definitely feel that one. I can, I can see it too. It's just, man, I'm trying to think of a lot of something down. Yeah, I can definitely can see it, but I still can go Houston just because the whole dynamic of Harden and Westbrook looks better than, you know, CP and Gilgis Alexander. So that's right. my biggest thing. How can they really step up? Because I guess Lakers, you got to score. You got to score. Yeah. And I don't think CP is going to drop, you know, 30, 35. And, Alexander's more of a 15 and maybe 20 guy right now. You know, Gallo, that's what you get out of him. He's been pretty streaky in the playoffs, so. Yeah, he's been good. He's been. But, yeah, he's he's another one. He's playing for a contract, so, he, of course, he's going to step it up. But um, Steven Adams, and, yeah, Steven Adams, well, if you want to go big man with some Steven, Steven Adams, I can see Steven Adams holding a fort down against those two. So I do see your point. But I'm definitely going to go Houston just to play devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I definitely see your point. That is a very good point. Yeah, it, it should be fun to watch. You got, like I said, we got the Rockets and the Lake, uh, the Thunder coming up in about, uh, I guess, now 20, 25 minutes. Um, going to go over to another series, one that ended uh, the Mavs and the Clippers. Clippers win that series in six. Uh, game five was a blowout. Game six was no, not much closer. Uh, you know, KP going down in game uh, game three, it kind of mm-hmm. kind of you know ended their put the nail in the coffin for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you look at Luca and Marcus Morris. You, you look throughout the whole series, I think the Clippers just tried to bully Luka throughout the entire series. Oh, yeah. 
it was more of a frustrating kind of fouls that they were giving like listen we can't stop this guy so we're going to try to get in his head but physically and mentally but yeah. you know he, he played dirty like come on now you can you know try to push him around but don't start whacking the dude in the head and you know doing all this other nonsense just because you couldn't stop him you know you have a superior team to them just play your game and I, I lost a lot of respect for Marcus Morris on this one man him like come on like what are you doing like what what is that like does that make any sense and Luca no I mean, I... no and, and, and Morris got ejected for this foul you know mm-hmm. and people always reference the 80s and the 90s and the hard fouls and you know they wouldn't have been ejected it's a I've seen a lot worse, but mm. you know, Morris has a history of playing dirty. Apparently, yeah. um, there was question of uh, him stepping on Lucas' ankle. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's not within it's not within the realm of possibility that he's just out here to try to injure people because you know, mm-hmm. Marcus is known as a tough guy. You know, mm-hmm. his role and any way to, to win a series, I guess he will do, but. Mm-hmm. Luca did throw that elbow, elbow shimmy out there a little bit too. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that could be retaliation for him. You know, feels like you're stepping on his ankles trying to hurt him. Even Luca said it, like, listen, I'm saying you're playing hard, but you, it's not, it's no place for that. Yeah, like I said, I grew up watching, we both grew up watching the 90s basketball, but, you know, you got to flow with the times. Going back to the 90s, you're not going to get that again. So you just really got to, I can understand like a little hard check or whatever. There's a ways going about doing that, but when you legitimately look like you're trying to hurt somebody, that's a no go. Exactly, exactly. Um, it, so, would you say that the refs won uh, series for the Clippers? Hell no. All right, <laughs> listen, I've seen that too much in the basketball group. The refs didn't do a damn thing. When, when you're getting your ass beat by 20 and 30, the refs can't spot you 20 or 30 in the games. <laughs> you, you're just not playing adequate defense. That's, that's pretty much it. You know, you have one or two calls. I, I can understand one or two calls shifted the games, and you're like, okay, something's wrong. But, you know, Dallas, we all knew they were going to – I said in six. I knew they were going to get at least two games, make it really interesting, but then it just fell off, especially after KP, Charmin. Um, he decided to <laughs> go down again. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, Luca couldn't do it by himself. Luca can only do so much. It's now it basically they tried. They they look good. They have a bright future, and but the Clippers too strong. Playoff P. I mean, he decided to show up, and mm-hmm. that was that was it right there. That's all. That's all they needed to show up with him, and then that was pretty much it. But yeah, the refs. No, not at all. For the most part, they've been letting them play, and that had no no impact on that ass whipping they got the last few games. Uh, yeah, I, I see this as a bright building block for Dallas, though. They got the playoff experience they needed. Um, they got the playoff toughness that they need. I still think they're one player away from really taking that next step. Who that player is, I don't know, uh, but um, it, it's nice to know that mm, that's that's a, that's a nice name. He is from Texas. Mm-hmm. You might want to. There you go. It's got Lord knows Tim Hardaway Jr. ain't gonna do it. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna write that down. The Rosen 
<laughs> Cap space. Cap space. <laughs> it's noted. Mark Cuban. The Rosen, the Rosen of Dallas. Listen. <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, I, I think they're one player away. It's a nice building block for them, and it's a it's a bright future. Mm-hmm. I see James. James said he didn't see it that way. They were both playing physical. Luca was elbowing and shoving off every drive, and Morris was playing them tight, unlike most. You know, at the end of the play, he felt like the rule hit the ball, and then it, on the follow through. So he said it should have been a flagrant, in my opinion. Flagrant one, in my opinion, I can see that. But you know, mm-hmm. like I said, it, um, with his when Marcus Morris's mo. You know, he does play a little bit dirty. Maybe, like I said, and I did a test to that, that he was throwing elbows, so that'll happen. But still, you gotta, you just gotta, gotta know your limits on certain things. And the way they were playing, come on. <laughs> it was yeah. intimidation time. <laughs> yeah, and, and this series, again, just proved that Kawhi might be the best player in the league. Oh, absolutely. Never can call him out. No, silent assassin, mm-hmm. solid thirty and fourteen, all all series, mm-hmm. averaged about three steals. So he was on point. You know, it's almost like you like you knew he was there, but you didn't hear from him. But he was just oh killing guys. Oh yeah, his his mid range is one of the best too. Watching it, mm-hmm. like it just, I don't know. It just seems like he shoots the ball hard, but it happens to go in. It's like he doesn't yeah. have the touch, and it just. It just goes in. Yeah, he makes it look effortless. Yeah. You know, real smooth with it, um, real efficient. Mm-hmm. And I- I'm excited to see their next matchup against the Denver yeah. Nuggets. Call um, that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I-, I hate it. I didn't. No. But I will say. That was the best series of the playoffs so far because the mm-hmm. way Murray and Mitchell went at it and Jokic and Gobert, man, that that's going to be a nice little rivalry to come up for years because they went to work on each other. And it just, man, it, it could have went either way yesterday. It could have went either way, you know, and then at, even at the end, Conley put, we all, I thought it was going in. I just saw it go. Yeah. I'm like, oh man. And yeah, then it, it just. It, I, it, mm. Oh no, no, sorry, keep going. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. It just, I'm still, I'm still in shock of that game because it was so good, and it showed you also that you know Jokic is a bad man. <laughs> he might not be the most fleet of foot, but man, he got some moves down there. And then you know Murray, you know with his his emotional play, you know praying for Bianca playing for Jacob, I mean, he put him on his shoes and just watching that, it makes you proud, man, to see how good that that kid is actually becoming. He, he He's superstardom. Superstardom, you know, begins in the playoffs and he's he's doing it. Yeah, I, I mean, that Murray-Mitchell matchup you mentioned was, like, epic. Mm-hmm. It got Mitchell a max, uh, going to get Mitchell a max uh, deal, five for a buck seventy when free agency opens up. And we're, we're taking a look here at game six. Uh, Denver had it. it. Up about six minutes here. Yeah, Den- Denver had this one. Mm-hmm. And Mitchell, to his credit, just went to work to bring his team back. This, this step back three here. He had a mm-hmm. bunch of tough shots mm-hmm. uh, uh, going here. 
you know, locked down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played defensively really well too. That he he really dug in defensively, which was great to see. Yeah, and look at Murray and just matching uh, Mitchell point for point. Murray mm-hmm. was just on fire. Flow away threes, mm-hmm. off the curl threes, one foot threes, double teamed. I mean, he just went all out. Mitchell mm-hmm. with the answer here on the, on, on the shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at this. Woo. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, that sidestep is really, really nice. And, and you know, his pullback, it, pullback game is, is epic. Mm-hmm. Stopping on a dime like we said before. But Murray with the shoes found a – Found another level that I guess he hasn't didn't even know he had. Mm-hmm. Look at this, boom! At this. And that was a dagger. That shot there was a dagger. Put the Nuggets up by ten, and really led them to Game Seven, which was one was a weird it was a weird game. Mm-hmm. Because they were both re- – they really weren't that efficient. Murray in the fourth quarter, he couldn't really have a shot. So it was pretty much, you know, Joker's game to take over. Even Gobert, too, he was really – he showed me some things. He was actually scoring. And Mike Conley, he might as well stayed his ass home playing like that. If he, <laughs> if he played a little bit better, that game would have been different. But he could not hit a shot to save his life. And – this reminded me of us of like some freaking mid '90s game. You know that like little divot in that time where the scoring was down, and you know even the Knicks and Heat game, even though they had like great players on offense, freaking final scores were like 80 to 77 mostly every game, which it was refreshing to see. You know a defensive struggle, you know, and those guys were at the end. You can tell they were they were sucking wind hard. Yeah, they yeah, put everything into it. Yeah, they, they put in a lot of effort. And, and Denver, you know, just like last year, they had a huge lead in game seven against Portland and then mm-hmm. blew that. They had a huge lead at halftime here. And mm-hmm. Denver just – and Utah decided to come back. And Mitchell hit a lot of tough shots. I mean, he was double teamed. He had a few folders in the lane. And Rudy Gobert um, played really well in the third fourth quarter. You catch the alley mm-hmm. here. Nice pass from Conley, which I thought was an and one. Yeah, he got smacked in the face pretty hard. But look at this move right here. Look at that. Yeah, Net. Joker really uh, – he upset me so many times with him not dunking the ball, but that was a really nice move he put on there. And mm-hmm. now we, we get towards the last 17 seconds of the game. There were so mm-hmm. many things wrong with this. Mm-hmm. One, they initially couldn't get the inbound in, and they, and they screwed that up, mm-hmm. and they wasted a timeout. So that led them down. That put them in one timeout. When they finally get the inbound in, Gary Harris, um, who came back after the uh, mini layoff, mm-hmm. made a nice defensive play on uh, on on Mitchell, and then. They decided to go for the layup instead of pulling out for, you know, when expected foul. 
Mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah, now there's a report that I guess the refs missed the call that Rudy Gobert stepped out of bounds when he grabbed mm-hmm. the rebound. Oh, I didn't hear that. Really? Yeah, so hmm. apparently the refs missed the refs missed the call where Gobert stepped out of bounds after he grabbed the rebound, and then you get mm-hmm. the Conley shot, which was halfway down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that that was definitely a it was a tough one. You know, at that moment, I don't think you're thinking, you know, Mitchell's open on the on the on the wing, but damn it, it really almost went in, but yeah, Conley kinda Yeah, he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> no other way I could say it. I was trying to be nice, but no, he was he was trash. No, Conley came out well in, in the first couple of games. He shot the ball efficiently, uh, mm-hmm. but the, the the end game for the Jazz was really uh, rough to watch. It, it's a sad ending, and I, I know our good friend uh, Angel over there, huge Jazz fan, really upset over the way the series went down. And we'd like to thank him for uh, uh, getting the threats initiated for that series. Um, big shout Bro. out to Angel. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that, that that ending was one of the best um, and worst I've seen, I guess, depending on your, <laughs> uh, on your vantage point. But Nuggets going on to play the Clippers. Uh, who, who would you like in that... Uh, Who's liking that series? I'm I'm high on the Clippers. I am high on the Clippers. But I'm going not high on the Clippers. I'm high on the Nuggets. I'm gonna go Clippers. Matter of fact, no, matter of fact, we're going oh geez. Sirens. Yeah. Sirens in the city. Yeah, surprise, man. surprise. It's, it. But, it's going down. <laughs> but no, actually, hot take. I'm going to go Nuggets in seven. I'm going to go Nuggets in seven because they can match them. They can run with them. And as you can see, if Murray's playing like this, and then you got Jokic going off like he's doing, and, you know, maybe Porter can come around. Gary Harris, if he gets his stroke back, they, they're going to make it a series. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go against the green and go Nuggets in seven. Okay. Um, I, I still have the Clippers and I have the Clippers in six. I got the Clippers going to a Western Conference final. Um, I don't see Paul George having another struggle, uh, having another struggling series like, like he did before. Mm-hmm. Um, if Paul George is going to play like Paul George, the, the Nuggets are going to be in for a, a long I mean, a short, a short series because their defense, it's, it's so Jekyll and Hyde. But what Denver did show me in that series is that they did have some heart. Mm-hmm. Man, that's all it takes sometimes, man. It takes that heart to win games, and they pull that one out. Yeah. yeah it was real, real, real cool to see. Um, mm-hmm. Next series is the Rockets and the Thunder. Um, we're going to go to a game seven, about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rockets should have won this series two games ago if they didn't blow it. <laughs> yeah. You know, they didn't get an inbound pass in if they ever stopped taking so many damn threes. But, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I shit on Chris Paul, uh, he's really showed me something this series as well. He 
bona fide leader, put the team on his back. How dare you? I just, I, I never got it. I never got it. You know, I love Chris Paul. Love everything he stands for. Like sometimes he, you know, he. Could, but great players always have that about them. No, they they got that asshole when they needed to. And Chris Paul, he's he's no different. You know, great leader on the floor. You know, he's tough. Um, you know, he had some injuries. We kind of wiped him out with the Clippers. You know, just bad luck injuries with his hand. You know, mm-hmm. and but you know what he's doing with his team is commendable, man. Because. OKC, I, I thought they were going to be in the dumps. I was like, yeah, they're lucky to get an eighth spot, you know, if that fifth, you know, fourth or fifth in the West, then that's – can't get no better than that. But with this series, Mark wants OKC to win, but the basketball high enemy won. I'm like, eh, I kind of want Houston to win. But, you know, <laughs> we'll see. But I – I kind of want Houston just to see him chuck up all those threes and freaking. <laughs> yeah. Westbrook played well game five, didn't have a turnover, and they won by about 15, 20 points. Mm-hmm. Come around to game six, like we're watching here, uh, we picked it up. Houston up by six. Chris Paul hits a huge three. Mm-hmm. Paul hits another three over Covington and slaps him on the ass on the way by. <laughs> you know, gotcha. good game. <laughs> gotcha. And, and, and Paul gets fouled here going to the line uh, for mm-hmm. two, which turns out to be a difference in the game. Mm-hmm. What's not shown here is the awful, awful play of Westbrook down the stretch. You see the turnover, which was one of about three or four he had down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Not to mention he airballed a shot from the free throw line. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. Took a mid took a mid range jumper from the baseline, break that. Harden didn't touch the ball with a pat for the final two minutes. Nope. Um, the Rockets, the only thing that can beat the Rockets are the Rockets. They're getting their own way. Exactly. That that that's it. They can look so good one game, and then the next game you're like, why are you guys even here? Like what? Mm-hmm. You got two MVPs on your team, and you just can't—you can't get it together. What are you? What are you doing, guys? I mean, OKC is good, but you're clearly should be—you're a better team. Like it's—it's just we're missing something here. Or once again, it's the coaching. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not letting it go. No, I'm not salty about the Antonio at all. But it's just—it—it's not working. It won't work. It's—it's <laughs> just not. Here's a little, little nugget for you. The Rockets are the number one rated defensive team in the bubble, in the playoffs. What? They're what? Say that again. The Rockets are the number one team rated defensively in the playoffs. The Rockets? In, in, yes. The Houston what? Rockets, number one defensively. You didn't yeah, think about you know, that, did you? Yeah, you know 2020 and it when that shit happened, too. Yeah, <laughs> Tony led team defense. Shit, but well, props to him, which makes it even worse for them because obviously, if you, why are you going to a game seven with OKC? But, but like you tested to, bad in by play, just bad plays down the stretch, and it will kill you. And Harden not touching the ball makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's real tough. But, you know, Lou Dort has been playing some real nice defense on him. Uh, they get, they're getting some real contributions from Schroeder, getting in guys' heads, you know, you know, P.J. Tucker and getting in Harden's head. Schroeder has played well. I've been a fan of Schroeder ever since his days in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, I remember you talking about him. Uh, Chris Paul being a leader will this team probably the least talented team he's had and you know if he's able to get this game seven hours his greatest performance ever mm-hmm. oh yeah so we're going we're going to see yeah it's going to be real exciting tonight we'll have a thread up uh, in, in the group well, we'll watch it all together and mm-hmm. we're going to jump right into uh Another series in the game that's on right now uh, with the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, the Bucks eliminated Orlando, and I, I think the Bucks probably still thinking they're facing that other Florida team. I've been waiting to say this. And you're calling Giannis the MVP, and I'm going to go back to it. Was this happening to LeBron? Absolutely not. But no. And like I've been saying, Jimmy Butler, don't suck to doubt him. Leave that guy alone. Superstar Jimmy. And what do you call him? What's your nickname you call him? Hollywood. There you go. Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood Jimmy. Hollywood Jimmy. <laughs> he really, really showed out, man. But yeah, I just, Jonas, dude, what MVP, what, what are you doing? Like, what, what's going on here? But you, Talk about barbecue chicken. I mean, Jimmy just feasted. It came back for seconds and thirds and midnight snack as well. Yeah, I mean, Buck's down by one, about four minutes to go, and Butler decides, you know, he wants to go off. Had 27, ended up with 40. Mm-hmm. Um, you pick a spot, any spot, he lit <laughs> them up. And what you notice on this Mm-hmm. During this uh, video montage here, Giannis is nowhere near him. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's all I wanted to bring up. He said something. Oh, I do what Coach tells me to do. And who said it? Oh, was it? No, was it Draymond? No, it wasn't Draymond. I forgot who said. Well, you started a team. You supposed to say, you know, basically, no, I got him. You know, you you get on him. You're the defensive player of the year. Why not get on their best player? That's the kind of stuff I hate. You know, dude, you're, the, you're supposed to be the top guy in the league. And you're deferring to who is even guarding Jimmy? Oh, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Every place on the spoil like a hot spot at NBA Jam TE. But um, <laughs> it, it just <laughs> it was ridiculous. But, John, you got to come with it. You're about to go down 2 nothing right now. And Miami, you know, that's Randy's sleeper team. It's looking good, Randy. It's looking good. Yeah, Miami up by three right now, 105-102. Five minutes to go left in the fourth. Uh, you know, you oh. it was Isaiah Thomas who mentioned uh, that Giannis should be on the best player, but you know what was also uh, quite noteworthy. He mm-hmm. had three points in the fourth quarter. Took three shots. Three. We we've seen this before against Orlando, where he disappeared uh, down the stretch in the only game Orlando won. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned last week, well, you know, he makes a lot of mistakes in the fourth. Does he really show up to be clutch? 
I, I get it that the defense plays a certain way against him where they, you know, trap uh, the middle of the floor and you have to kick out to his shooters. So a lot of it does depend on the shooters. But you cannot still be missing free throws down the stretch. Oh, my goodness, man. He, yeah, he just, he got to get better at that and also being able to pass out a double. You have to be able to see the double teams coming. You know, mm-hmm. you, he's usually good at seeing the floor. So, and plus, when John is on the floor, he got shooters on, like, basically, like KJC, he got a couple of AKs, you know, he got a couple of nines. I mean, he got Corver. Bledsoe, Bledsoe's been shooting well. You got Brooke Lopez who's been shooting well. You got a lot of guys mm-hmm. that can shoot. You got to be able to – that's what a vision on the court is key for him. You got to be able to hit it to those guys because, obviously, you hit a double team, somebody's open. But we'll see. But, you know, Miami's not – these young guys, Tyler Hero, Duncan, all that he thought was jumping Robinson. Um you know, everybody can – everybody's getting into it. Bam. This is this mm-hmm. is Miami team, man. Oh, yeah, I mean, Dragic, this is not Orlando where you have one weapon, you know, and you can get away with it. Miami has shooters everywhere, you know, Iguodala, Jay Crowder. You have to play defense on these guys. Uh, so and it looks like – and it looks like now they're uh, – right now they're up by six, four minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, about oh. to be down two two zero to uh, to the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. You know, some some changes are going to have to be made. I don't know if it's in the lineup or with it's with it's uh, their uh, schemes. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe to find Giannis a, a place to somewhere for him to set up in the post and, and kick out to his shooters because he's coming down the floor full steam. We're just building a wall like Toronto did. That's all you got to do. Wall up. And that's it. And and that's what I hate. Dudes are six nine, six ten, no post game. And I'm like, they know what you're gonna do. You only take three steps to get to the rim, pretty much, and they're not gonna keep. Oh yeah, let's like let's keep letting him roll down. No, you wall up, change your scheme up, get him on the block against somebody. Then if he decides to come in double, you kick it out to the shooters, and then it's all on your shooters. But I don't know. But like you, I do agree though. You change that scheme up, booty and hoser. Oh, your ass is going yeah. home. Yeah, they're, they're going to be a real, real early and surprising exit. And I'm going to get into our last series, the which just started. Um, Toronto's really, really scaring me. You have to realize this is not Brooklyn anymore. It's a much better team. It's time mm-hmm. to wake up. The Boston Celtics. Um, yes. I, I was a good friend, Chris, his team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Kemba's been showing out. Jason Tatum continuing his climb, you know, working towards his max deal. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's, that's the theme. Yep. Playoff, uh, playoff uh, uh, performance leading to max contracts. Mm-hmm. I, I, like you said, I mean, wake up, Toronto. Wipe the cold out, y'all. <laughs> 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 Boss is coming at you hard right now, <laughs> and you can get it down to nothing. Now I think you might be, you know, packing it in. Look at this. Oh, and the yeah. last we were just yeah, we talking, got- Marcus. Let's talk about Marcus Smart. <laughs> mm-hmm. He he just boom, black out. I mean, he just. <laughs> I mean, he was just hitting him. Yeah. Got him. Boom. It, uh, yeah, and this goes to. 
and we were questioning Boston's depth uh, in the beginning of the playoff, but mm-hmm. it, it appears, you know, guys like Rob Williams and, and now Marcus Smart, who's not even known as a three-point shooter, got hot, knocked down five, five threes in the fourth. And Kemba Walker was cold in this one. Oh, yeah, he was. He, but he just, he let him keep, you know, shooting. But we saw the MSG, Kemba. I can't wait to get to that one. I, I want you to mm-hmm. play that at least more than once because I want to see it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> That's oh, yeah, what we that, call that, it. That, that. Yes. What do you call it? We call it getting scraped in New York. But that is the Kimba <laughs> special. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. That, woo. <laughs> that is definitely the Kimba special, man. He just, that step back is it's hard. It's, it's mostly money every time. You can't, you can't stop that. But Boston, that's my pick to come out of the East. Um, like I said, we were talking about, I don't, I worried about the depth a little bit, but you know, Hayward to be back. So I don't think he's going to miss the rest of them. You know, if you get this series, mm-hmm. he gets a night. If you make this a quick series, you get some rest for him. You, you're a little bit stronger. And like you said, Williams, smart. Daniel Tice has been like a brick pretty much. You know, he's becoming a great enforcer for that team. You know, Tatum, you know, God, uh, Brown even gets going. You're going to be in trouble. Any team is going to be in trouble once they all start going. And yeah. Kemba, and Kemba he, he is basking in his time to finally get into the playoffs and show what he can do. We all knew what he can do in the regular season, but, you know, playoff K, that's a different story. Yeah, um, he's already taken him farther than Kyrie ever did. Mm-hmm. And which I, I think is good because this puts a target on Kyrie's back for next year. Mm-hmm. But you, you look at Toronto and how they executed the end of the game. I don't know if they should have taken the time out there. Um, it was mm-hmm. it was a tough shot to make for Van Fleet, but they need more out of Gasol. They need more out of Siakam. And Nick Nurse went to, uh, in a post game and said how Tatum shot about 14, 15 free throws. They, oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they need more. They have to wake up. Um, I still expect them to win in six. Mm. Playoff pedigree is too much and they're too well coached. But it, maybe maybe it's about time uh, to wake up call they needed because they're it seems like they're just walking through. Who winning in six? I, I still got Toronto winning in six. Boston's not winning another game. Raps? Raps? Six? Yeah, the six, six man. That's it. Yeah. Six my ass. You're going to six your ass all the way the hell home out of that bubble. <laughs> your ass is done. I mean, Shower up just, and get out. Yeah, get out. I mean, call Lou Will and see what I'm stripping at. <laughs> your ass is. But no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call them out just yet, but I think they they're on the ledge. We we got into like the Lion King where, you know, Scar grabs them. That's what they are right now. They not to the long live the king party pushes them off, but they, they right here. You got the <laughs> they got the claws in right now. But we're gonna see. We're gonna see what happens. Yeah, man, they they're barely holding on. hmm Barely holding on. Uh Miami up by seven, about three minutes to go. Uh, real close to uh, taking a 2-0 lead. Mm-hmm. About 10, 15 minutes away from game seven for the Rockets. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to close this out with uh, an update on the WNBA. 
uh, you know, they, they took a, a leave as well. They've been really far out in the social justice as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came back over the weekend. Their playoffs start in two weeks. No, not two weeks. Uh, next week on the eighth, uh, we got some playoff okay. spots clinched as well. Here we got the standings. Okay. Uh, top eight make the playoffs. Uh, you see the Storm, the Aces, the Sparks, the Lynx, and the Sky all clinched playoffs berths. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wings currently uh, hold the AC. They got uh, Savali back. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a double double two games in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana Fever a game out. The Mystics two games out. Uh, you know, Griner from the Mercury um, has left the bubble, but Diana Taurasi mm-hmm. has killed it. Yeah, she stepped um, up. Yeah, Mercury uh, won four straight games. She had another 30 spot last night. It was one where she kind of she, she was on that like the elbow and then she kind of mm-hmm. like did some kind of fake and then she went for it. She just stepped back and just <laughs> like, whoa! Yeah, she she's on another level right now. And what is she, thirty four? And she's still putting up buckets like her rookie year. Uh, I mean, it, it's crazy, man. It's 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 nuts. Yeah, you you should see with the the goat shirt that they have for her. it is legit. Really? Oh, awesome! I yeah. gotta check that out. <laughs> it's it's legit. Oh, nice. Um, like like we say, the top top two seeds in in the league get a double buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, five plays eight, six plays seven. Um, we can explain that later on next week. But mm-hmm. you know, shout out to who I've been saying to all year. Uh, Vandy Sloot from the Chicago Sky uh, set the mm-hmm. record for uh, game uh, assist uh, assist in the game mm-hmm. eighteen. Mm-hmm. And then the last one going to her wife, Allie Clearly, hey, that you can't write that up. <laughs> That was pretty yeah, awesome. you can't write that any better. That is unbelievably sick. Uh, mm. You know, I, I've like I said, I've been praising her name all year. I, I still think she's the MVP of the league. Um, but yeah, shout out to to Sloot, mm-hmm. eighteen assists. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Crystal Dangerfield, who you know again we've been calling out rookie of the month, rookie of the um, month, rookie of the year. That's. But yeah, definitely those are my two players of the week, Vandersloot, especially with that 18 assists right there. She's averaging cray high 9.3 assists a game. And Brianna Stewart's been going to work. Don't forget about that. She's averaging 24, 8, and 3. Looking for that MVP. Oh, what a comeback year she's been having. And like I said, that was, Griner was my pick, but now she, she left. So I kind of got to switch it back to Brianna right now. But yeah, <laughs> that, that girl... She's come back hard from her injury, like usually mm-hmm. with Achilles. Achilles are rough, and she's come back strong. It, she looks like her old self, and it's good to see. You know, it's good to see any good basketball. I try to watch at Liberty. As you see what the record is, it's kind of kind of rough. But um, yeah. I mean, what's her name? Uh, WB had 21 rebounds, though. It was, it was yeah, right. She's a beast. Yeah. Amanda's a beast, man. That's, that's who you need under them. But she's stop shooting those fucking threes. She'll be all right. Amanda, I love you, but you can't shoot. Stop it, fam. <laughs> but um, but yeah, definitely. Um, Liberty, like I said, they're just playing for the number one pick again. Put someone with Sabrina would we'll be looking good next year. I'm not worried about that. But yeah, this this league has been 
both of them, you know, NBA, WNBA, NBA showing up for social injustices, for them to stop their games. That that's good. That's that they're coming together and respect it. That's it. Respect yeah, it, man. Yeah, man. No doubt. I, I, I'm excited to see uh, Kennedy Carter from the Dream come back. You know, as my yes. female AI. So I'm mm-hmm. glad to see her back. But yeah, yeah. Shout out to the ladies. They haven't been getting the uh, recognition they deserve as far as so uh, their social justice messages that they've been putting out because they've been leading the charge. Um, but yeah, you know, playoffs next week. Uh, Miami up eight, uh, minute forty-five to go. Giannis at the line right now, getting ready to, ready to see if we can close this break out. Break some more. <laughs> Unbelievable. To break some more. Look, no, what he, is he trying to yeah, do? He, he, want, oh. no, he, no, he. So, you know, right I, now I, Miami up seven. I don't know what the hell that was, but it, it went in. <laughs> yeah, man. He was doing like the drunk white girl dance when they in the club and doing this shit. That's like who he looked like. Sorry, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's definitely. Let's see. Yeah, Milwaukee just he might as well just leave. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, yeah, man, might as well start that Giannis the Warriors uh, rumor up again. Start it, start it right now. Oh, he can come to the Knicks and make us look good. I mean, I'll take some I'll take some second round appearances and get bounced as long as we get to the playoffs. I'll take anything right now. We need oh Jesus. Oh my god. <laughs> We need miracle. something. We yeah, are you ready for a miracle? I don't know, but we need it. But yeah, this this team is I know Jaden Henry's son, shout out to him. He's been in a he's been pretty active in the chats rooting for his heat. They're looking good right now. And, oh yeah. my man. But yeah, it's definitely yeah. it's been a good episode, man. Yeah, man, it's it, it's been good. Uh you know, we appreciate everyone coming in and, and having their input. And, you know, check out the rest of our Life Group podcast. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, Dong City on Monday nights at 7. Uh, Audible, former Football Life, Randy and Matt. They do an excellent job on Tuesday nights at 7. Got the start of the NFL coming up. You better check them out because they're, mm-hmm. they're ready to pounce. They've been going on hard knocks. They've reviewed the league. They really mm-hmm. break it down. They're, they're doing, they do a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. Uh, pod jobbers, uh, Thursday nights. Eight o'clock. Yeah, do it. Pod jobbers, baby. Yeah, definitely do your thing. Check those guys out. Get those views up. Um, you know, also total bases on the weekend, Sunday. You know, get ready for the Lord's Day and get ready for some total bases of fantasy baseball with Felipe and Sean O'Connor Flannery. (laughs) Yeah, man. If you guys are uh, right now. A lot of them are in their playoffs or leading right up to the playoffs past the midway point of the baseball season. You get their advice, pick up some guys, and, you know, win yourself some money. Those guys are knowledgeable. Uh, mm. hell, I've, thanks to them, I've won one. So, you know, <laughs> they know they know what they're doing. There you go, for sure, man. Definitely. Yeah, thank uh, everyone out there. You can catch us uh, on Anchor, on YouTube, by subscribing to the Life Group podcast channel. Uh, any parting words for our audience, Jacob? 
Thank you, everybody, for participating in the thread. I saw that. Um, James, always good output. Chris, Hito, my man Pete, thank you for, you know, chiming in. We appreciate everybody that watches. You know, just like Leon said, check us out on all the other, you know, platforms. Definitely get them. Listen. I'm going to, you know, catch you outside. But oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thank you. We appreciate it as always. And take us home. Yeah, man. Thank you again, Jacob. Thank you every, again, everyone else. And if you're watching, about to jump on here, watch game seven of the Rockets and Thunder. Get that game thread going. And, yep. you know, again, good night, everybody. And until next time, bow out. Bow out.